0: Welcome to another edition of the Passball Show's version of the 30-to-1 MLB Countdown Previews. Today we're going to talk about the team that I have ranked number four out of all 30 teams, and that's going to be the New York Yankees. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with the 30-to-1 MLB Countdown Previews, this is something that I've done for the past 12 years. This is the first time I'm doing a video version of each one of the teams um, start with the over-unders play a little bit win total over under a little bit more a little bit less and then I come up with a, a win total and then I rank that and see where it ranks with the other 30 teams in Major League Baseball count them down in inverse order from the team with the worst record to the best record so the team with the worst record has got 30 team with the best record has got number one I got the Yankees sitting here at number four. The offseason, they ended up losing former closer, Aroldis Chapman. um, Middle of the rotation, towards top of the rotation starter, Jamison Tyon. Chad Green, who was a very big member of their bullpen for a handful of seasons. Matt Carpenter, who had 15 home runs and 128 at-bats last year. And outfielder, Andrew Benintendi. They gained... Carlos Rodon, one of the best free agent pitchers out there in baseball, certainly the top left-handed version, an absolute top-of-the-rotation starter to go down with Garrett Cole. Tommy Canley comes over, helps them out in the bullpen. If you're following the Yankees in their history, we know that they've won the World Series in 1923-27, 32-36-37, 38-39, 41-43-47, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 56, 58, 61, 62, 77, 78, 96, 98, 99, 2000, and 2009. You also would know that the Yankees have lost the World Series in 1921-22. 40, what, 42, right? And then again in 55, 57, 63, 64, 75, 2000, I'm sorry, 1981, 2001, and then 2003. So they've obviously been to more World Series, won more World Series, even lost more World Series than any other team in Major League Baseball history. And obviously the expectation year in and year out is that it's going to be World Series or bust. And I understand why the fans are... A little bit down. They have a little bit of a lull going on right now. If they happen to win a World Series in 2023. That would still be a 14 year gap. One of the longest in the entire history of the franchise. In fact. Um, they came into the league in 1903. As a replacement for the defunct. Baltimore Orioles franchise. And didn't win a World Series. Until 1923. So that was 20 years. From their inception. After that they. One World Series at a, such an amazing clip that they didn't really have a considerable gap in World Series victories until the years of 1962 to 1977. That was 15 years. After they won the World Series in 1978, they had an 18-year lull before winning in 1996. So you're looking at, what, just maybe two other times in the 100... 20 year history of the franchise that they've went more years without a world series championship. And if you're looking at it from the outside, it doesn't look like the Yankees did a ton to upgrade themselves. But I think that speaks a lot at where they're at in regards to the talent that they have in their organization, really from top to bottom. This is a team that really is in a win now modes, been like that for the past, what five or six seasons. Um, for whatever reason, can't get over the hump, whether it's the Astros or the Rays, different teams they end up running into in the American League, haven't made it, of course, to the World Series since they last won in 2009, their starting rotation is going to be strong. I think their lineup, no matter how they want to put it together, should be up there with the elite teams in Major League Baseball. Now, we are looking at two different lineups here. We're looking at the lineup that the Yankees maybe want to see or they want to maximize the total ability of because of the amount of money that they're getting paid. And I'm talking about guys like Josh Donaldson, guys like Aaron Hicks, guys like Isaiah Kiner Falefa, players that maybe either obeyed a little bit past their prime, maybe never had a prime, but are... Old enough where they should be expected in their own minds to get some playing time. Maybe the Yankees are pushing to get these guys in there. Obviously, Yankee fans, they want to see Anthony Volpe play shortstop. They want to see Oswald Peraza hopefully play second base if Volpe's not up playing shortstop. Oswaldo Cabrera, an infielder and outfielder. They saw last year one of their better prospects. They'd like to see him getting a ton of at-bats. Harrison Bader veteran, still relatively young when it comes to age, was brought over from the St. Louis Cardinals at the trading deadline last year in one of those rare win-win trades where Jordan Montgomery going from the Yankees to the Cardinals helped the Cardinals, and Harrison Bader going from the Cardinals to the Yankees helped the Yankees. I think this was one of those situations where both teams kind of won this trade. So are you going to go with the lineup of LeMayu, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Hicks, Bader, Trevino, and Connor Falefa, or are you going to go with the lineup of Judge Rizzo, Volpe, Stanton, Peraza, Torres, Gleber Torres, Oswaldo Cabrera, Bader, and Trevino? I think there's, the latter seems a little more intriguing, seems a little more from a, a baseball sex appeal standpoint, kind of uh, gets it for the Yankees. Now that's probably uh, a version of the lineup for the future. Obviously, bringing back Anthony Rizzo for a couple more years, the big deal to bring in Aaron Judge and make him the captain and continue to be that all-time Yankee. You know, it's nice when you get to be mentioned as far as being a franchise player in the same likes as Jeter, as Munson, as Mantle, DiMaggio, Gehrig, Ruth. Part of the reason that Judge ended up staying, but... You look at the Yankees, I think their starting rotation, even to start the season, is going to be okay. Rodon's going to be out. You know, Montas is going to be out for a little while. Best fifth starter in baseball. Well, he's not the best fifth starter if he's not on the mound and didn't pitch too well for the Yankees last year. But one of the things that the Yankees have had year in and year out is a solid and dependable bullpen. Not just in the back end, but getting from, let's say, the sixth or seventh inning to the ninth. They've had a number of different options. Now, they're going to need a couple things to work in their favor to get that this year. Clay Holmes won the closer job last year. You know We'll see how he does in year two. All it's going to take is a couple bad outings, and fans are going to turn on a guy. You Or know, Aldis Chapman, for all those years and all those big hits and big home runs, he gave up. Gave you a lot of durability. You could trust him in a ninth inning for a number of seasons. Sometimes got to go by before Clay Holmes is able to earn now. Now, they don't necessarily have a backup closer. Jonathan Luizica is probably the most prepared. Waddy Peralta could pitch in that role if he needs to. He was very good for the Yankees last year. Lou Trevino came over in the Montas trade. I think he was better than his overall stats last year. Ron Marinaccio, Tom Zerverzone, looked fantastic last year. Was probably... uh, probably better suited being part of the Yankees' uh, postseason roster last year, was in and out. Um, you look at Canley, who comes back as a free agent, was part of that big bullpen years ago, and you heard me talk about the whole Yankees' bullpen rotation that they had in the postseason. That year that they gave the ball to Chad Green, who would give it to Tommy Canley, to Adam Atavino, to Zach Britton, to Aroldis Chapman, and almost kind of forced that on a playoff game and playoff, playoff game in and out type of basis. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was the long-term type of success, but maybe the Yankees have looked back and thought and maybe figured out that Dave, I don't know, overestimated the value of relievers in a postseason because over the course of a five- or seven-game series, especially a seven-game series, good teams are going to start to feast on good pitchers. And they see that same pitcher game in and game out. That's why you go back to the Red Sox of 2018. You go back to even the Astros of 2017 and the Nationals of 2019. What did they do? They used starters like Nate Evaldi and Chris Sale and Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg and Lance McCullers and Charlie Morton out of the bullpen in big spots instead of going to the same relievers game in and game out. Maybe that's a philosophy that could work for the Yankees. You know what? They've tried it the other way. You know, what's insanity? It's the continuing of doing the same thing, thinking you're going to get a different type of result. The Yankees bullpen doesn't have the depth, but it may not need it this year. Michael King hopefully could come back from the tough injury he suffered last year. He looked very good when he was in there. If I'm the Yankees, I'm going to be looking at the trading deadline maybe to see if they're... Are some top end relievers out there? The Yankees are always going to be in a spot where they're looking to upgrade. Um, And even for starters, you know, Montas isn't coming back for a while. Radon will be back. You could trust him. But in the meantime, Domingo Herman and Clark Schmidt, uh, you know, they could get the job done, but they're also very unproven. You know, Herman is not. Certainly not popular with the uh, domestic violence um, situation that he ended up going through and putting the team through and the fans through. But, you know, at some point, I think the, the Yankees are going to look at their starters and probably see that as the strength going forward. I don't think you're going to have lockdown relievers really outside the closer, out of the closer homes. Luizica, Peralta, You know, Luizica was really good a couple years ago, wasn't so good last year. Peralta was great last year. You know relievers could be fickle. You know, you might count on Wandy Peralta to be really good, and if he's not, they may have a little bit of issue. I think the issue when it comes to the Yankees is how far they're going to go in the playoffs. They're getting there. This is one of the things that if you're a fan of the New York Yankees, maybe at some point you you overrate a little bit. Maybe you underrate the value of getting to the playoffs year in and year out. Because once you get to the playoffs, it's become more of a crapshoot than it's ever been before. Sometimes you're better to just be in it and play your best baseball at the right time. Look at the Phillies last year. Look at a couple other teams that really rode some very good October waves where they didn't play well for the first six months of the season. The Yankees, I think, are going to go out there, win 94 games, Now, that's less than a 99 that they won last year, but if you looked at my algorithm and the way that I totaled up all the games this year, wins were down in baseball. As I jump into the DeLorean, crank it up to 88 miles an hour, and jump into the future of the 2023 baseball season, 94 wins is very good, and that's going to be good enough to win the American League East. So the Yankees at 94-68 and will finish in first place in the AL East. Obviously, their prospects, whether it's Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Peraza, Austin Wells, Spencer Jones, 6'7", 225 pounds. They took him in the first round of the 2022 draft, 25th pick overall. Yankees are going to be fine. The question is, how does this lineup look? Is it more of the Donaldson and Hicks or more Volpe and Peraza? We'll see how that ends up working out. Yankees are going to be fine. If you want to see the rest of my predictions or check out the Passball Show, it's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, obviously videos on YouTube. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side.